it's because of this company. And I remember um, there's one person that I know who who recently sold their shares. So mm. she said that she's going to be listening. Yeah. Um, succinctly put, the reason why I keep Naspers because I'm convinced that Naspers has positioned itself to be a company for the future because of the strong portfolio in every single thing that touches our future. So you still think yeah. that there's growth that is going to come from the companies that they own, or do you think they're going to buy the growth by acquiring other companies? I mean, we've yeah. seen a lot of MAs, majors and acquisitions from sure. Nespers, right? Yeah. Do you think that that strategy is going to continue to actually get growth, or do you think that uh, a tech a lot is going to grow and provide more growth or a pay you or a Udemy? Yes. Where do you think the next growth phase of Nespas is going to come from? Well, at the moment, the big moment is um, the structure is a little bit complex, but I'll try simple it. I'll, mm. I'll try to simplify it. Mm. Um, so Nespas owns a, an overwhelming majority of a subsidiary called uh, Process. Yeah. In fact, it used to be part of Nespas. Welcome to the third episode of The Investment Candle. Episode three. Yeah, uh, I'm still here. I know a lot of people said and thought that I'm actually a guest on a, on a podcast. No, guys, I'm actually a, a host on this podcast. Yep. Um, and as usual, I'm not alone. I'm with the, the tech guy. I call him the tech guy, but um, <laughs> we do investments together. Yes. Um, so how's it, brother? It's all well, man. It's yeah. all well. It's been very eventful. A mm. uh, couple of things happened over the past um, 14 days. Yeah. You know, but you know, we're going, we're going strong. Mm. Keep on keeping on. Mm. You? Are you well? Yeah, I'm well, man. Um, it's uh, it's just been cold and been wet freezing. in Cape Town. It's been freezing. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's quite... Um, you can't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really you, do you anything. You just have to sit down and read financial have... statements. I hate doing that, but I do. <laughs> I hate doing that, but I do. Sure. But nonetheless, you celebrated your birthday. How was it, man? I did. I did. Mm. On Monday, um, the 10th of July, mm. I turned 30. Ah. 30 years ah. old. And I spoke to some of my colleagues earlier on. They said that it all goes downhill from there. <laughs> so uh, I haven't looked for my walking stick yet. Yeah. But everything is going well. But... I'm not the only one to have celebrated a birthday over the yeah. last 10 days. Yeah. Um, no, but surprisingly, I, I didn't know your birthday was literally four days after mine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. the stars align, my brother. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But let me tell you a story about my birthday. Like, I didn't do a lot of things. What did you do for your birthday? I did the whole free thing. Free Cape Town. Mm. So... Free cable ride up Table Mountain yeah. and back. Yeah. But I didn't spend not even one minute up there. I just wanted to go up and down. Yeah. And then um, I did the free aquarium. Yeah. Uh, the Two Oceans Aquarium. Mm. Free entrance. And then I did the Cape Wheel as well. Wow. Uh, free entrance as well. Wow. And by the time I did was Did you eat anything for free? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, there's some restaurants that kind of offer um, some specials when it comes to... Mm. your birthday so they mm. give you like a free drink um yeah. some give you free donuts and so it was just free 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 Did yeah you? yeah no i i didn't do a lot of free things yeah because i've been around in cape town for almost 10 years so <laughs> you can imagine i've done a lot of those things that you've done and i've yeah. seen it a couple of times so it's yeah. like the novelty is one off exactly yeah. so i was like what can i do so i took myself out for lunch 
Cool. Um, I enjoyed some lunch alone. Um, Self-care, self-love. <laughs> We're not going to call that loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, weird enough, I bought myself new bedding for, for new my bedding. bedding. So... <laughs> Speaking, speaking Who to my mom. themselves <laughs> new bedding for Bruh, the birthday? It's, it's something unconventional, right? So I'm like, Clearly. look, I, I, I just need to to buy myself something special. I bought myself new bedding. Cool. My mother thinks it's weird, but it is what it is. <laughs> I agree with your mom. It is what mom, it is. Mom, I agree with you. It's strange. <laughs> it is what it is. But <laughs> anyway, I think uh, just to pose that, like, thank you for the love. We are on 93 subscribers um, at the recording of this episode. Yeah. We have moved to multiple digital platforms now. Yes, we We're, have. Wh- which ones and which ones again? So we are on Spotify. Mm. If you get your podcast on Spotify, search Investment Candle Podcast. We're on Google Podcasts and we are on YouTube Podcasts. We're working on getting on getting onto Apple Podcasts. So ah, please, for those Apple people, for those Apple people, yeah, um, yo, those people. <laughs> well, we love you. We love you, uh, and and we are we are trying to get on there. So soon and very soon we are going to be on there. But check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe. Mm. Like mm. I was thinking, like with the subscription, it mm. really is a win-win. Mm. I mean, it doesn't really cost you anything, mm. and by you giving us a subscription. Mm. We can give you better content. We mm. can invite high-profile guests. Yeah. Uh, our setup can change. So yeah. please, um, if you're not going to do it for us, do it for yourself. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Like subscribe with your laptop, yes. your two iPads, yeah. your Samsung iPad. <laughs> well, Samsung tablet, right? Yes, um, the tablet. So that we can get those numbers up. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we've got a new exciting feature. Yes. I'm excited about what we're gonna talk about, man. Oop, I think this oop. should be this should be interesting conversation. Very interesting. Um, we have actually launched uh what we're calling a portfolio check. Yeah. That is when we actually took the investment candle and put it into practice. So what we did, Nico went and actually chose, carefully chose. Yeah two of his stocks and then I also chose two of my stocks you can already guess (laughs) (laughs) shop right shop right and then um and 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 we invested, right? Yeah, we did. Um, we bought in two weeks ago. Is it about two weeks ago? We put we put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, you know, with with many podcasts, it's it's sometimes it can get too bland in that it's always theory, 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 theory. Mm, mm. But we wanted to show a practical uh, element uh, on our podcast and we put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. We came together and we clubbed money together and we invested together. Yeah. There is an element of teamwork, but there's also an element of competition. Exactly. I want my companies (laughs) to outperform your companies. It is not a secret. And as as we will show somewhere (laughs) down here or somewhere, you'll see that at the recording of this episode, (laughs) someone's companies were the ones that were decreasing the portfolio value, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I'm keen to understand what is going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm keen to understand. But I think yeah. the first and foremost, yeah. Um, yeah. let's talk about the first company that you chose. Yeah. You chose Capitec to invest in. I did. Is it because you own a bank account at Capitec? Mm-hmm. I believe Capitec is a fantastic business. I Me believe too. that they've done well for themselves in terms of growing that company. And just the mindset of management as well. So what was the thinking when you actually thought, you know, let me invest in Capitec? Yeah. So 
Yeah, man. Um, I think you also, you, you started with it. Mm. You mentioned it in episode one, how it's important to invest in things that you understand. Yeah. Uh, that's profound and it's true. Mm. So not only am I a shareholder in Capitech, but mm. I'm also a depositor in Capitech. So the million that you made from Sasol is there. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, um, it's, it's, it's not there. Uh, yeah. But I think for the purpose of of, of this uh, feature, the portfolio check, yeah, it was important for me to actually um, to lead by example mm. in that we say that it's important to invest in something that we know. Mm. I understand Capitech. Yeah. Not only from just the theoretical side, but from a practical side. Mm. I have incurred those bank charges that I see in the profit and loss statement. Fair I've enough. seen it. Mm. Uh, I, and I, I have a good understanding of the model and of the target segment. Mm. So with uh, the target segment, let's actually speak about that. Yeah. It's no secret. And sometimes it has come to as a subject of of controversy, mm. which I don't quite understand. Um, so it, it is targeting the lower to medium SCM. It's not it's not called LSM anymore. It's SCM, right? Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It what is. does it stand for? It is. Oh, do forget, you remember? I forget. I forget mm. the okay. the full. But yeah, we'll put it on. We'll put it on the video. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's SCM now. Okay. And how they played it, uh, they now have 20 million customers, Yeah, which is fantastic. Mm. But how they played it is that they saw a market which was not banked at all. Mm. And they were deemed as too risky to bank. Mm. And they went in there and they offered the basic of base, most basics of service in that offering a savings count. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And they did that and they stole the lunch of the current big players in the banking market. And as a result, they were hugely rewarded from it. Mm. So Capitech, they have a strong, strong, large customer base. Mm. So that's the first thing. That's the first um, thing. That's the first thing. They have a yeah. strong customer base. They are going into business banking. In fact, they've gone strong into business banking by the purchase of Mercantile Bank, yeah. of which they're going to turn that over into Capitech Business Bank, if I, mm. if I remember correctly. Do you do you have confidence on the management to actually turn around Mercantile into a success? Do you think they can replicate the success that they did with the Capitech Bank, the core bank, in the corporate space? Big time. I do. Mm. In fact, I've met a lot of the management team. Yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of the management team uh, who were part of the founding group, they have now retired. Mm. But the second wave, uh, which which have been uh, led so valiantly by Mr. Harry Fari, mm -hmm. they've done a fantastic job, man. Uh, the technology base. He's a very is, interesting guy. <laughs> he, he's interesting. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I think he knows what he's doing. Um, mm. So... With that, I think that's the next phase of growth of Capitech. Uh, of, of Capitech. Yeah. It's, it's in the thousands. So mm. in absolute rand terms, it is deemed as a bit expensive. I still think that there is room to grow, mm. especially uh, especially because of the business bank play mm. um, combined with the current customer base with um, over 20 million customers. Yeah. I think that's a bank which has positioned itself to be a bank, bank for the future. Mm. Okay. I think that's the long and short of of Capitech. Mm. I think let's get to you now. Yeah. 
Your... I still have questions on Capitec, but yes, let's talk it's about fine. me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Let's talk it's about fine. me. Let's it's talk fine. About I me. think uh, everybody knows. Mm. Everybody knows that uh, you are a big fan of ShopRite. <laughs> like, let's just say it. You're a huge fan. You're a fanboy of ShopRite. Yes. And yes. because you're a fanboy of ShopRite, it made it onto your portfolio. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Tell no surprise there, though. <laughs> no surprise there. Tell no us surprise. a little bit about ShopRite. Yeah, I think what made me choose ShopRite, mm. um, as I speak about it a lot, um, mm. One, I, I think I'll just give you the investment case, which is kind of like the the rundown of things that I believe about um, and um, Shoprite, right? One, if you look at the the margins that Shoprite makes, mm-hmm. right? Um, the business model of Shoprite is it's a little bit different to all the other uh, grocery um, companies, right? Retail like companies. the retail companies. Yeah. So if you look at pick and pay, yes. they've got a mixed uh, business model. They've got a um, a franchise model, um, and also the 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 ownership where they own the stores, right? Yes. And you've got a spa. Spa group is also like purely a franchise business, mm. right? And then you've got Woolies as well. It's more towards higher market, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Area, um, customer base. Yeah. But what ShopRite has done, um, it, it, which I believe is it's really uh, fantastic what they've done, is to actually own majority of their stores. So they yeah. don't have franchise at all. It's true. Um, they own and operate their own stores, right? And for some reason, because of that, right, yeah. they they were able to maintain the margins that they make. By margins, I mean from gross profit. That's when your direct costs. You take your revenue and less your direct costs, and then you get your your your, your margins. Even at the bottom, they are able to do six, seven, eight percent of margins. In retail terms, that is huge because what really retail is, mm-hmm. you go and buy and sell. That's it. You don't really improve anything in between, right? So. Say, for instance, if you're going to get um, a, a Tiger's brand product. Uh, Tiger Brands. Yeah, Tiger, Tiger Brands product. Yeah. Wh- what is it that ShopRite is going to do to that product? Nothing, yeah. right? They're just going to take it and put it on their shelf, right? It's true. And um, what they're really selling is the customer base that they have. That's why they, they're able to kind of um, minimize the, the margins and stuff. So, but in short, one, they've got fantastic margins compared to all the rest of the, the margins, retailers. Yes. Secondly, they've got really good management, right? You're a fan of their management. I am a, a good fan of their management. Right. And I'm not just talking about at the ex-co level only, even... Like I used to speak to kind of the management at the different regions and uh, regional Do you have confidence in Mr. Engelbrecht, the current CEO? I think he still has some... Huge shoes to fill. (laughs) They are so large, man. Um, Yeah. He takes over from a retail giant, not only in South African terms, but in all terms. But also, even the, the vision that he has, right? I think... When when you listen to him during results presentations, you mm. can hear that this guy actually knows retail. Yes. Because what we used to say in um, asset management is that retail is detail. Right? Retail is detail. Yeah. I absolutely so, love, that. <laughs> I love that. Knowing your detail about retail is the one that is going to save you cost, increase yeah. your margins, and make money for shareholders. Yeah. And then that's when you see my profit going up. This guy, <laughs> this guy you will see. Like, this is a long-term game. It's a, it's a jog and it's yeah. not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, I think the the I don't think Checker 6060 or their online um, market is going to be much larger. Mm. Um, I don't think in South African terms, 
um, the online grocery shopping, so online shopping, it's going to be majority of shopping than um, the bricks and mortar. That's just my opinion. I don't I disagree. Think, I don't think it's going to be a a, a march like twenty forty percent of the market. I I don't I don't believe that. What? Okay. And reason being that yeah. the the pass on of delivery cost into the customer that is still a big hurdle. But if there's gonna be innovative ways that is going to solve that discovery um, that delivery fee. Because how many people actually go into a basket and when they're about to check out, they look at the delivery fee and they bind in the basket? No, but there are ways to get around that, I think. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like right now mm-hmm. and what I've seen in the market, I do not believe that um, they're going to save enough. Because also saving the delivery cost for the customer yeah. and also making the money for the business. Because also that's 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 a cost in your value chain. I'm not sure. I think maybe it's because of my tech background, mm. um, my very limited tech background. <laughs> um, mm. Is I think um, as far as the rents and cents mm. that follow the technology technological innovation, I mm. think they will fall into line. Mm. I think what we what we can't really disagree on is that we are heading we're headed from analog to digital. In almost in every sense of the word, 100%. more shopping is happening online. E-commerce is a thing, and I think it's only gonna continue to grow. Mm. And I think as a beneficiary, because you are a, a shopper shareholder, mm. you have been a beneficiary of that. Yes. So I find it quite weird how you're saying that it's not gonna grow. No, I'm not saying it's not gonna grow. Mm. It's it's literally it's the the checker sixty sixty. Mm. Uh, the last time I checked the numbers, mm. it was about or let's say the the e-commerce business of Shoprite. Yeah, it was under ten percent, right, of total sales. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of total sales. Yes. So I don't. What I'm saying is I don't believe that online or e-commerce business of Shoprite is going to grow to contribute 20%. Uh, so 40%. you're speaking sp- uh, like st- uh, strictly on 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 e-commerce in the context of Shoprite not in, necessarily e-commerce as a whole. Not necessarily e-commerce as a whole. Okay. That's a different thing. So I have yeah. different opinions as well. Sure. <laughs> so e-commerce as a whole. Uh, but in terms of Shoprite group yeah. or generally on on the retail sector, yeah. I do not believe that e-commerce is going to be a significant contributor mm. of total group sales on any of the companies. Nah, fantastic. We, we live and die of, uh, <laughs> with, with our decisions and our opinions. Uh, yes. So um, I'm, I'm sure like with my take on on, on Capitech and, and and your take on, on ShopRite, I'm sure there are going to be listeners and viewers that are we have different opinions. Yeah, like yeah. And we invite us. We like, invite that thing. I'd like to to hear what people are thinking yeah, um, on the too. comments section to say like, <laughs> is my thinking misaligned? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do I, did, did I get it totally Totally wrong in terms yeah. of um, uh, Shoprite, yeah. but also what I like about it is it's also mm-hmm. they have a very entrepreneurial spirit, yes. right? Um, so they don't mind building from from the from from ground, right? Yeah. Like for instance, they just entered the baby market. They're selling the baby goods and all of those things. It's a very interesting difficulty market to enter, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're building that from ground up, and also. They just got into apparel, right? What what Pick and Pay has done mm. on um, Pick and Pay clothing, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Because clothing has higher margin than food. Yes, it right? does. It does. And um, 
what ShopRite is doing now, it's kind of trying to diversify more and play into those spaces. Um, and also yeah. now they're, they, they've entered into the pet stores. Um, they're selling pet food and yes. all of those things. Yes. So you can see the vision is there to actually build from scratch yeah. and diversify. Mm. So it will be interesting to see. I think there's still a lot of um, growth that is going to come out of the company. Um, and that's why I like it. You know, like on ShopRite, I think... My favorite thing about ShopRite, mm. why it does have a special place in my heart, mm. is that it employs over 155,000 people. Yeah. Now, that is absolutely brilliant. I don't think there's any other corporate player in South Africa that that employs more people than ShopRite. Yeah. In fact, the only employer which has more people in the stable, more than ShopRite, is mm. the South Af- it's the state. Mm. Mm. And that's brilliant. Um, it just goes to show that this thing, it's not something, it's not a game. Mm. It's something which is very, very fundamental. And because of your capital, which you've invested in, <laughs> you're furthering <laughs> the progress and the prosperity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, no, okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. ShopRite, very, very compelling. If there was a a retail play, mm. which I, I, I could do, mm. it would be either pick and pay or ShopRite. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think in terms of my rankings, right? If I had to rank them, mm-hmm. I'd rank ShopRite, mm-hmm. Spa. You know why I'm saying Spa? Because Spa Southern Africa, right? Or a Spa Group. Let's just call it Spa Group because that's the holding company. They've got presence in Europe, they in do. Ireland. In fact, they're from Europe. Yeah. Mm. So in Ireland, um, Poland, and all those different areas, right? Um, they have got room to actually grow in Europe. And what happens if if they are growing in euros, imagine the value that they're creating for shareholders in when it gets translated back into rands. So I, I hear you. I hear that. Mm. But I think ShopRite and I think I think Spa is the antithesis of shop of 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 ShopRite mm. in that the ownership structure is completely opposite. Yeah, ShopRite so. it's completely it's owned on it's owned by a corporate mm. and and Spa is completely owned by franchises. And I think having having a, a situation where only the franchise only the franchisees are 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 running the show and mm. they're owning everything, I think mm. it's dangerous. You think so? I think it's a wild wild west. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of innovation. It's it's dynamic. This man says it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> it is. It's like a fire, like that. You instead of like you know, you, you have to you have to want a bit of control. Yeah. And that's why when I go to Palabura or when I go to Zirast, mm. it's always different pricing and even the placement of the products is different. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, this yeah. is not for me. I prefer the shop right method. Yeah. And I think you this know is why is pick and pay. You know why yeah. I like I like spa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spa. Even though with their um, with with their model of franchises, right, they don't force the franchises to shop from them because they are a distribution company. Yes, right, correct. So they don't force them to um, kind of buy from from the distribution chain uh, of spa. So the 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 rule is if you own a spa, right, you're able to buy from uh, competitive things from competitive suppliers. Right. However, you find that um, there is a huge chunk of those entrepreneurs or those spas that actually buy from that. And that means that they are competitive. They constantly 
re- reinvent themselves and be able to compete in the market. If you look at the track record, right? They've got, I forgot what the term is, right? They've been able to get like 70%, 80% of their um, uh, franchisees to actually buy from, from them, even though they are not forced to do so, to buy the products from them. Yeah. So that speaks to the, like to the, to the success of management, right? If they don't have a, a signed contract to say, Nico, you're forced to buy from me, yeah. being your, um, your franchisor, yeah. and you still come back to buy from me, it means that I'm doing something right, right? I've got this thing. I understand. I'm competitive. No, and I that's get why I love I it. Get it. It's, it's, it's the success that they've been able to, to replicate for so many years. I get it. I just don't like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think um, if, yeah, yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of, of franchises. Of that model. Mm. Of the, uh, I think yeah. it's too. too so my there. rating mm-hmm. is ShopRite, mm-hmm. Spa, mm-hmm. Um, Willis, Food, and then Pick and Pay. Cool. I think let's go to the second companies. Yeah. Um, my second company was Nespis. Oh my goodness. It was National Oh Pers. my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Founded in why, 1915. Why, why Nespis? Why Nespis? I mean, I understand it's it's it's, it's the biggest company. It, if it moves, the market moves in South Africa. Yeah. But why? So this is, again, me taking a punt at the future. Mm. This is looking at the future. Whenever I make an investment, I really have the future in mind. Mm. As to how does the world look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Mm. How is business done? How is life done? Mm. And if you look at every facet of life that we face as human beings, Mm. NASPIS will touch us in one way or the other. Mm. Futuristically. Mm. Okay, let's start off with the portfolio. So, okay, for those who don't know, Naspis is an it's an investment holding, holding com- company. It's an investment holding company. Um, I know they describe themselves as an operator, but <laughs> but more so, but 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 more so, an investment holding company. And the mm. and the companies that they hold, these are the companies that are going to affect everybody's future, and not mm. only in South Africa, but the entire world. I'll mm. get into what they have in their portfolio. So, if we had to define what an investment holding company is to those listeners that actually don't understand what would you say it is an investment holding company is a company of which their business model mm. so their business model is how they make money yeah is so investment holding company the business model is to hold other investments mm. and how they make money is when their investments make money and declare dividends mm. and also, they they value goes mm. up, and they realize those um, capital gains yeah. as fair value adjustments in the upward trajectory. Yeah. So that all hits the that all hits the profit and loss statement. Yeah. Okay. That's in essence is the business model, and because of their stakes, because of their stakes in these companies, they can place their people on these companies' boards. Mm. So maybe that's where the operations side, the operator side of NASPIS comes into it because they do have that influence to actually make strategic decisions in these companies. Mm. So let's say I have a company yeah. um, that I'm, I'm I'm running and then I NASPIS comes and in, invests in my company. Yeah, um, They take a significant stake in the company or what we call ownership and they want to be part of the board. 
kind of influence the decisions yes. in the company that I I own. Okay. Yeah. So cool. that so that's so that's basically it. Another one is Ramgrow, which I'm a big fan of. But mm. literally, their business is to invest in other people's businesses. <laughs> PSG. Yeah. They do it very well. Mm. Their business is to invest in other businesses. So going back to Naspers, yeah. their portfolio is very very compelling. Mm. Not only in South Africa, but all over the world. Mm. So their portfolio is comprised of four, four or five um, compartments, if you mm. can say that. Okay. It's classifieds. They call it classifieds, but mm. we call it e-commerce. Okay. Food delivery. Mm. Fintech. Yeah. And edutech. Mm. Now, fintech obviously speaks about online payments and basically all the financial um all the financial stuff that is done with a strong technological underbase okay while you're on that right yeah i want you to making an example on mm. um each of those buckets mm -hmm. that you just mentioned yeah say for someone that doesn't know mm -hmm. um say if we're talking about fintech you probably have heard of this company. Sure. It's under that bucket. If we're Fantastic. talking about edutech, there's this company. It's under that that bucket. And if we're talking about um et cetera, et cetera, sure. of those buckets. Yeah. No, great question. Um, so let's start off with uh classifieds, online classifieds. Mm. E-commerce. Mm. Have you heard of a company called Take a Lot? <laughs> 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 yes. So yes, that company called yeah. Take a Lot. Yeah. Very, very, very fantastic company. Of course. Um, yeah, so that's owned by Nasp. I don't a, I don't know why that company is. I've never heard of, I've never heard of it. <laughs> You've heard of it. I'm pretty sure what, you I'm what, pretty what do, sure what do they sell? Hey? Do they sell food? What is it? Oh <laughs> uh, well, hey, yeah. So okay. <laughs> so take a lot. Um mm. that's that, so that falls part of e-commerce. So that's yeah. under the classified, but that's a locally. Mm. Then you get to food delivery. Mm. I'll give you another South African example, mm. Mr. D. Mm. They own that mm. as well. Okay. In Brazil, a company called iFood, mm. it's owned by Naspers. Mm. Okay, that's food delivery. Mm. Then we get to Edutech. Mm. Udemy mm. is owned by Naspers. Mm. And then when we get to Fintech, mm. PayU. Mm is owned by Naspers. Mm. So all of these companies that we make use of, whether it's to get food or whether it's to buy our computers or whether whether it's to get that, um, that online uh, qualification, mm. we touch, or rather Naspers touches you in some way, shape or form. Mm. And that's why I think it's very, very important. Mm. In fact, this is the company, just to reveal a little bit, this is the company that's actually in the red for me now. Mm. So the reason why Chifiwa <laughs> can actually gloat and laugh is because of this company. And I remember um, there's one person that I know who who recently sold their shares. So mm. she said that she's going to be listening. Yeah. Um, succinctly put, the reason why I keep Naspers because I'm convinced that Naspers has positioned itself to be a company for the future because of the strong portfolio in every single thing that touches our future. So you still think yeah. that there's growth that is going to come from the companies that they own, or do you think they're going to buy the growth by acquiring other companies? I mean, we've mm -hmm. seen a lot of M&As, majors and acquisitions from sure. Nespas, right? Yeah. Do you think that it, that strategy is going to continue to actually get growth, or do you think that uh, a tech a lot is going to grow and provide more growth or a pay you or a Udemy. Yes. Where do you think the next growth phase of Nespas is going to come from? Well, at the moment, the big moment is um, 
the structure is a little bit complex, but I'll try simple it. I'll, mm. I'll try to simplify it. Mm. Um, so Nespers owns a, an overwhelming majority of a subsidiary called uh, Process. Yeah. In fact, it used to be part of Nespers. Yeah. So Process is basically the international play mm. at all of those things that we spoke about. Yeah. And then Process owns a company in China called Tencent. Mm. Now, for those that are wanting to know what does Tencent do. Mm. Basically, anything that is remotely re related to technolo te technological entertainment in China. It's yeah. one of the largest companies in the world. 26% mm. of that entire company is owned by Process, of which more than 50% of Process is owned by Naspers. Mm. To answer your question, where is the growth going to come from? The growth is going to continue coming from Tencent. Mm. So you think the next, you think um, Tencent is still... It's still the cash the, cow. The cash cow. It really is still the cash cow. Um, and they have been yeah. selling down. Uh, in they the have been, they yeah. have been. In fact, yeah. I, 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 um, it's it's been really smart because they really want to achieve some sort of uh, value parity. Mm. At the moment, there's a lot of mismatch. Um, it's called um, it's called a consolidation discount, mm. which I don't want to get deeply into much into it. Yeah, but they want to limit that, and a way on how you can actually limit that is by selling off a piece of your largest cash cow. Mm. But it's good. I mean, like you're selling it for cash. It means that that's another value add for Naspers, and that mm. Naspers is going to be armed with so much money, and that they can actually spread it out and buy the biggest and best assets around. So the value discount that you're talking about, yep. maybe if I can break it down. Yeah. Um, as Nespas is a whole investment holding, holding company, company. Yeah. It means that if you had to sell each asset individually, yes, you would get more yeah. than if you're actually selling it. As a whole. Uh, as a whole, yeah. right? So that's the value disconnect that, yes. that, that they're trying to bridge. 100%. But that's interesting. Exactly um, one last question. I think sure. it's a very difficult one. Sure. <laughs> sure. Tencent, you, yeah. you, you think it's still the growth um, that will drive um, Nespa's growth, It's right? still the engine, yeah. Given that it's in the Chinese market, right? Mm -hmm. And China has one of the toughest regulations, 100%. more especially in the in, 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 in on, on tech, right? Mm -hmm. So I've... Even because Tencent even have gaming and all those they have things. gaming. Yeah. So we've even seen regulations that, well, I don't want to call it ridiculous, but interesting re regulations. Yeah, let's call they, it interesting. Where they even limit the, the use of um, online gaming, the time even, mm. right? Do you think that um, the regulation is going to hamper that growth? And do you think that Tencent has the ability to work around all of that to reinvent and and stuff like that? Yes, I do. Um, in fact, I wouldn't have invested it if, if, the, <laughs> if, 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 if that was the case. The thing yeah. is that, like, as much as regulation has or comes to the fore with good intentions, mm. sometimes the outcomes may be may be slightly negative, mm. especially when there's too much regulation. Mm. I disagree with you when you say maybe it's ridiculous. Mm. Sometimes it actually can be necessary. Mm. But I think let's focus on the fundamentals of Tencent. Mm. It's fine to look at the existential stuff that surrounds it, but I don't mm. think that's going to stop the driving force of a growing tech company in the large, second largest, mm. if India is the largest, second mm. largest population in yeah. the world. It yeah. keep on growing. And if we are saying that the world is going to continue being more digitalized, yeah. Tencent, Amongst others, such as Alibaba, these are going to be the biggest beneficiaries of, of the ever-growing population and economy of China. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. And in the last mm-hmm. two weeks that we've bought, yeah. Uh, just to have the numbers with me. Yeah. Um. Nespers is down. <laughs> this is so wrong. <laughs> Nespers is down. Yeah. Two percent. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Capitec is up two percent. So that's there's a little bit of a net off in there. <laughs> and my company this of is choice. So wrong. <laughs> my company of choice. This is gonna be put somewhere. Yeah. My company of choice, which is ShopRite, yeah. it's it's up six percent ever yeah. since we bought. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, the next one that I'm going to talk about, which is Discovery, yeah. it's up 2%. This is so, so I'm, wrong. I'm growing this our is portfolio. Wrong. Like, this, is, this is two weeks. Okay. I just need it. I just need it to, to gloat on that. Okay? This is two weeks. I just need it no, to No, it's gloat. fine. You can have it. You can have it. Like, you can Let have me this. have my moment. No, it's okay. fine. You can have it. But yeah. um, like, So Discovery. Yeah. yeah. So Discovery, before I get into Discovery, right, yeah. I just wanted to say, the time frame that we have invested on yes. in the past 14 days, mm. I don't think it's sufficient enough for us to actually measure success or failure, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just really to show who has gotten the best this of choice guy. so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Let me stop. Uh, you deserve it. You are the winner in this round. We'll see. We'll see who comes we'll back see. in the next round. Okay, it's cool. Like a good boxing match. So yeah. Discovery. Yeah. My investment case on Discovery really is one the guys the, the the management of discovery very entrepreneurial right they're able to build businesses from ground up right that speaks to even the the, the fact that the founder of discovery is still sitting on the I ex- love the at, at the board right i love the founder they still ceo today yeah. so that i love that the culture is still embedded there right at discovery the ability to build businesses and different elements of it from the ground up yeah and just also the fact that they have got this bank that they built from scratch. Discovery right? Bank. Discovery Bank. I'm a depositor. You're also a de- you depositor. Yes. I closed my bank account from Discovery. Mm. I was like... Okay, close the bank account, buy the shares. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but I believe that... Um, that that bank mm. is still undervalued in the market, right? They're still wishy-washy in the market to we- mm. as to whether or not Discovery is going to make success of that bank. And therefore, the value of Discovery Bank is not yet fully reflected on the share price of Discovery as a whole. Okay. So that for me is a big thing, right? Because I believe that Discovery Bank is worth more than what the market is pricing it at. Because of Discovery Bank? Um partly because of Discovery Bank, mm. but also other things that I believe there's still growth on. Discovery reinvests all the time, yes. right? It, like even their, just their insurance product, yes. right? They, they kind of working on that, even the ability to acquire insurance product at a cheaper rate because the technology kind of makes it easy to kind of predict claims because you know this insurance is a it's a numbers game it's right a game. it's 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 really a numbers game yeah. but also just at the core of encouraging their customers to actually um drive safely all those things that limits the claims because really what what the what the issue what the business on insurance is you take people's money you go and invest it in the hope that they're not going to claim yes right yes. so there's a lot of um, um same issue uh, Inventions that they're doing mm. that encourages um, um, customers to actually 
not claim yes. by living by, right, by going to the by gym, by going to the gym, no, by driving I, I, safely, all like, those things. Like right? If, if I was to interject, I, I I really like discovery, and I think for all the reasons that you just said, mm. and 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 I think it's fantastic. Um, with the bank, I'm also as much as how I use it. Mm. I think from an experience point of view. The people that I've dealt with mm. have been fantastic. Yeah. Discovery is not sponsoring this video. This, I promise you it's not. I'm speaking out of. <laughs> Even ShopRite didn't sponsor this ShopRite video. ShopRite didn't sponsor. They're welcome to. But like they did not. And yeah. and, and the people that I dealt with uh, at Discovery, yeah. they've treated me very, very well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So their customer service is really top notch. I, I use Discovery for for my car insurance. Yes. It's, it's really good. Um, but that's that also. But... The vitality, what they're doing, that vitality it's partnership, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. And then the fact yeah. that they were, they were able to kind of export it globally they, and get true. that partnerships on, like mm. it's, it's just fantastic, John right? Hancock. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I believe that they still can grow that element of vitality and they still can grow the bank and... Um, they they still have a problem of debt that is still sitting in their balance sheet, okay. but I believe that they're still going to be growth. I still I, I still believe that they they can grow that business. I understand. So that's what I like about it. Discovery. Yeah, I like I I, I really do. So maybe a question for you. Yeah. When you were choosing these companies, we discussed in the last episode we were talking investment strategy, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Did you think about diversifying one? When you were actually think, like, I want to tap into your mind mm-hmm. when you were thinking about selecting these companies. Yeah. What was going in your mind in terms of, okay, I'm investing in a company that is in banking. Is my next one going to be in commerce? Mm. Like, and also we'll talk about the value. So with diversity, yes. I think in any investor's mind, mm. uh, diversity always plays a role whether you want to or not mm. so even if you don't diversify it's because you've consciously made a decision not to diversify okay so yes in my investment rationale mm. uh, diver- diversity was definitely a factor mm. so i went for an operator in the banking financial sector mm. as well as the entertainment media technology mm. uh, sector mm. very different mm. um yeah I think it's it just it makes sense. Obviously, uh, too much diversity too much diversity does dilute the concentration. Mm. You really don't want too much water in your oros. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you know, you, it, it needs to be just right. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it did play a role. I wanted some sort of a financial play. Mm. Then I also wanted some sort of a play that touches everything else. Mm. Um, so with with Naspers, it does also touch a little bit in the financial side as mm. well through mm. the fintech plays. Mm. Um, but yeah, diversity, it should play a role. Mm. It really, there's a, there's a saying, mm. um, not really there's a saying, it was Warren Buffett who said that it's okay to put your eggs in one basket and then watch that basket like a hawk, <laughs> which that's, that maybe is okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with the, the, one of the benefits of diversity is that you can sleep better at night knowing that if, you know, if, if, if one sector goes to hell in a hand basket, mm. There's also other sectors that kind of kind of keep the peace in a way. Yeah. You did did diversity play a role? Yeah, I did. Mm. Um, I think one I did think about it afterwards, mm. but um, when I was thinking about it, I was just thinking about I was doing that thing of, okay, what's happening in the economy? Yes. Right. Um. Um. What What is What is the industry that is going to capture that growth? 
right? For me, it was, okay, um, there's a lot of digital, digitalization that is happening, yes. right? I'm, I'm, I like risk, but I'm not going to invest in a tech startup, in, in a tech um, company that is listed. I feel like it's a very risky. Oh, well, statements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very risky environment unless yeah. I'm talking about uh, a Meta or I'm talking about um, a Google or I'm talking about those are relatively grown companies. But from a tech, but we don't even have much of pure tech companies that are listed anyway in South Africa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have Nespa's. It's a fan investment holding companies, even though majority of it, it's, it's kind of plays into that tech of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I was thinking. But it was like, okay, technology, pure technology in South Africa, it's kind of out um, to actually invest purely to find a company that is purely tech, like a purely Google that is software or an article whatsoever. I see. I, I, see, what, mm. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, so I thought about that. So I'm like, okay, cool. What is the next first thing? Mm. Um, financial services. There's a lot of invention in financial services. Mm. I thought, okay, discovery is one of the babies in the in the financial services yeah. sectors. In and terms people of forget that discovery. I think it was only founded in 1992. Yeah, it's still a baby, relatively speaking. Yeah, but it's it's a very massive company. It's massive, but mm. I'm saying, like, relatively speaking, to other players in the game, like mm. for this Sunday. So I was like, okay, yeah. there's that. Um, I'm like, okay, I. I I looked at discovery. Mm. I liked it. And then from other things, just from a, a, a an understandable market, yes. um, purely sustainable business, yes. low risk business, retail, I was like, that's my game. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Really so is. that was yeah. kind of the thing. But then afterwards I thought, okay, does does this diversify my portfolio? Right. If something goes wrong in one of those, does it affect either? Not necessarily. And then I was like, okay, mm. ticks that box as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and see, like what I like about the, the second part of your investment, so um, ShopRite that mm. you just mentioned, mm. I like how defensive it is. Mm. So come recession time, good time, bad time, people are still going to need the toothpaste. Exactly. People are yeah. still going to need bread. Um, exactly. It's like that, that's not going to change. Yeah. It's just that maybe through the good times, they maybe won't capture that as much as 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 a Naspers. Mm. Mm. Um, Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. yeah. And I think it's just, I like how you and I are different, especially how we look at investment. It's good. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's, it, it, we have competing views, but at the same time, if you look deeper, they are competing, but they're also complementary. Yeah. Because I think diversity is what you have when you get a Chifiwa and a Nyiko. That's diversity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're no. completely different, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's not like, because, you chose Nespas. It's in communication, media, tech. I did. You chose Capitec. It's purely banking. Mm. I chose Shoprite. It's purely it's retail. retail. I chose in Discovery. Yeah. It's a little bit of financial services and insurance. Yeah. So, literally, even if we didn't sit together and be like, let's choose the different companies, mm. when we came together, we saw how different our taste is. Right and it's different awesome. how how it is in terms of the uh, of the market, right? It's awesome. Mm. I absolutely love it. But let's talk value. Yes. Why did you think it was the right time to enter into a Capitec or an Aspers or whatever? What what did you look at any metrics? Mm. Did you look at anything? What is it that you that you looked at? What I looked at. Well, mm. with Capitec, um, I think at the moment, 
it's at about 1,500 rand, 1,600 rand a share. Yeah. This company is a comfortable 2,000 rand a share. Mm. We spoke about short term, short termism uh, mm. last uh, <laughs> last episode. Please yeah. check it out. Yeah. But I think with Capitec, it still has room to grow. It's got mm. a very high PE ratio, of which I'm going to describe what a PE ratio is now. Yeah. But because of the moves that they're making and the diversifying effect of the business bank mm. that's going to have on the entire company, mm. as much as how the PE ratio is high relative to other banks, mm. I think the price is still a little bit being undervalued. Okay. That's why I came in. Okay. I came in. The value that I saw is that I said that it has still has room to grow. Mm. Okay. And I think that's what value really is. Mm. You know, we we want to buy low and sell high. Right. That is really the whole that's, point. That's 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 where the value lies, right? Mm. You can't it just can't be high and then, you know, mm. um, and then it goes uh, the opposite direction. So with yeah. Capitec, um, the the business bank, what they're gonna do with the business bank mm. using their current banking systems as a chassis already? Yeah. Um, the values there, the price as high as it may as it may seem to be. Mm. Is still undervalued. Yeah, that's where I I, I I got that value from. And then from Naspers, I think I answered the question. It's because of that cash cow in China. <laughs> it's still there. It's still um, there. And yeah. so I like the way you framed your question in that you said that um, what what is the value? And because it's important to see how where people should come in, mm. there must be clear sight of value. Mm. There must be this is this is the reason why. I am going into, I'm taking up a position in this company mm. because I see future economic benefits. Mm. Mm. So for me, NASPIS is still... That was a purely accounting statement. Future, future economic, economic benefits. benefits. <laughs> <laughs> the accountants will be so happy to hear uh, that statement. Eh? Especially after I disappointed them with my asset definition <laughs> <Exactly>. last week. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, I think mm. that was a similar approach with mine. Right? Yeah. Um, I was just like, um, right now, ShopRite is a little bit expensive, yeah. right? Um, it's, it's trading at like 200 and something. Mm. Um, but I was like... Um, Let me just get that figure exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, but this is a company I can hold for for long term, yeah. right? Um, it's, I can't remember what the PE ratio was. I think it was at the ranges of 16. So the price is at the moment, uh, ShopRite is at 239 Rand a share yeah. with the PE ratio of 21. 21. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's a little bit expensive. ShopRite, what is PE ratio again? What is PE ratio? Let's just explain. PE ratio is price earnings ratio. Yes. So you've got the price that the markets determine. Mm. And then you've got the earnings per share. As that, a denominator. As a denominator. That is your 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 profits at the end for lack of a better explanation. That's yes. the profit at the end. And then you divide them by the number of shares. Yeah. And then you get that earnings per share. Yes. And then you go take your your share price and yeah. then you divide by that, right? Correct. So essentially what it really means is that this is how much you're paying per each inning. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So a P ratio of 21 for a shop, right? Mm. That's really expensive. It is. Right? You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's really expensive. For me, um, a ballpark um, or a, a more reasonable PE ratio for yeah. for, for, for shop, right, to enter at, it's, uh -huh. um, it's, it's, it's around 18. Like at eighteen, that's eighteen, nineteen. That's that's a P ratio of shop right. That that's that reasonable. 
I understand. Right. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I entered now was because I believe that this is this is a long-term investment that I can I can own. A, a price of um in the last five years or so, mm-hmm. ShopRite was able to get into an, around about 280 a share. I believe you can still get there and even surpass. So there's that. still room. There's still room for growth, mm. right? We've seen that in the past. Yeah, we have. They still had the element of Africa in the time when the, the price was around 280. Mm. But I believe that what the next growth phase for ShopRite is going to comprise of can get can be a catalyst for the price to get to that levels. Hmm. Right. Mm. And a discovery, it's purely undervalued. Right, mm. I, in my opinion, there's a lot of things that um, are not correctly priced. I did say that the the discovery bank itself, in terms of some of parts, yeah, um, yep. some of parts is when you take the different companies under a group, yep. value them individually, and then you put them together and you get a value, right? Um, in that, some of the parts for me, I believe that discovery is still undervalued. Yeah, it's it's uh, trading at uh, discovery. It's it's uh, trading at 149 rand a share, with mm. a PE ratio of 19.5. Yeah, and I think I was just thinking as as you were describing PE ratio, you did it beautifully. Mm. I think also another thing to determine the PE ratio, or rather what the de- the PE ratio determines as well, is how is how is the price valued at the moment? Mm. So if a PE ratio is high, um, this is just the mathematics mm. because it's because the because the formula is price over earnings, mm. meaning that the price is outstripping the earnings, or rather, it's growing at a much faster, faster pace than, than the, the earnings. earnings. And ideally, you'd want and that's that you can summarize that that is some sort of over evaluation. Mm. And then, if you have a company of with a low PE ratio, meaning that the earnings are beating the price, mm. I mean, that's what you want. That's a diamond in a rough, isn't it? Yeah. It means that the, the market is, is not pricing this thing properly because it's clearly performing and mm. it's performing above its weight, yet the price is not moving. And that's what you want. Um, mm. yeah. Probably that's what uh, what the market believes is that it's not sustainable, right? Yeah. Uh, it could be that yeah. they believe the, the earnings are just once off. They're not going to repeat that cycle yes. over time to yes. actually keep sustainably earning those um those those growing at that phase yeah right but yeah a good chat man um it was, chat. It, it was good chat it's interesting i think we'll see how these companies um, actually grow and and stuff like that but before we end the conversation mm-hmm. what is in your buy list other than the two companies that you 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 mentioned one or two I think, given my risk tolerance, um, given my risk, <laughs> is it high or low? It's high. I mean, I mean, look, I've got Capitec and I've got and I've got Nespers in my portfolio. Yeah. I think that should tell you that it's high. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at another. I'm not looking at a defensive share. Mm. I'm not looking at. Um, I'm looking for something that will go after it. Yeah. Um, I think at the moment, um, when people are scared, I think that's when a good investor develops a lever. Mm. And has a full blown go. Mm. When people are selling, that's when you should be buying, mm. I believe. So mm. I'm definitely looking at um, a share in a company of which I think is going to go after it. Mm. Something that's different to yours, mm. because I was actually thinking about discovery. Mm. But I will actually mention the company in yeah. our next 
episode. Okay. Very mysterious. <laughs> I'll Very mention mi- that, but I will Very add. Mysterious. I will add. Um, I will add another company, um, okay. and it's gonna be aggressive. You? Okay. Yeah. Um. I think for me, in the last um few weeks, I added Tungela on my own personal um account. Tungela Resources. Yeah. So I, the reason why I ended Tungela um, is because I just wanted the dividends. They're very aggressive on the dividends. Extremely side. dividends. They pay ridiculous dividends. By the way, this is a person that does not <laughs> is not interested in dividends, and now they're buying a dip. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I was testing your strategy, right? If it fails, this is all on you, my brother. This is all on you. This is all on you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what Tungela is trading at. When I mm. bought it, was trading at one thirty one. Cool. Now it's at one thirty-five. Yes, like yeah. whatever this guy touches is turning into gold. <laughs> I don't like it. So yeah, so I Hate bought it at one thirty-one, yeah. and um, yeah, like really, it was just a, a purely dividend strategy. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, I don't believe it's sustainable how they're paying the dividends. Me too. Um, I think don't. it's gonna stop at some point, and everyone is just gonna realize that no man, this company has just been distributing because. Tungela spent out of which one company? Anglo. Anglo, right? And um, with that, for them to be paying dividends like that, I, I don't know if it's a, because I believe Anglo still has some some stake in the company, right? So um, I don't know what the rationale is. Does that mean they don't have plans to in, reinvest in back into the business? To, um, to actually use that capital for better growth in the company, yeah. but they would rather distribute it. distribute it to shareholders. I don't know. Right? I, I also don't want to step into an area of of too much conspiracy thinking, but I'm just thinking that um, um, since since the the was it Russia? Yes, it was Russia who invaded the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, the commodity prices. Mm. The scarcity that it has called that is caused amongst the big uh, commodities, mm. coal being included, fertilizer, a big mm. one. Mm. Hey, share, uh, Omnia but I think I, I think the commodity prices have corrected in 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 a way, because if you look at the 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 gas prices, right? Yeah, they have corrected in a way. Because I mean, it's it's not thirty rand per petrol. I, I think maybe they are correcting, not fully corrected. Yeah, think, not fully. But like agreed. I'm trying to explain, like some sort of um, a rationale for the dividends because yeah. it doesn't make sense. I do agree with you in that it's the dividend yield has been consistently double Very digits. High. And 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 I, and I get it. I mean, like as a shareholder, I know some shareholders would think, yeah, like you're mm. happy. Mm. And I'm saying, like you know, stay happy, receive your dividend. God bless you as you receive your dividends. <laughs> you know what? It's it's amazing. And yeah. but for me, I, I like my spider, my, my spidey sense, like now tingling. I'm like, okay, what's What's the aim here, chaps? Mm. Um, why are you paying out so much dividends? Mm. And like, is your business model so good that you is you're gonna continue this? You because that mm. it's another accounting term that like it, it, it that kind of creates a constructive obligation. Mm. Um, and now turning back from a situation, you're on the roll, man. Oh. With this accounting With terms, accounting. you're on the roll, man. Is this the Lakers jersey? Yeah. Man? Like, I'm, I'm channeling my inner LeBron James, but like, yeah. like that causes an an expectation that this is going to continue forever. Mm. And as soon as when it stops, as soon as when those shareholders that have been happily collecting their dividends every mm. year, mm. every year, mm. they stop collecting dividends because mm. the company has not declared, mm. you're opening up yourself for some lawsuits. Exactly. So I think. 
Without without getting into a not a less realm. not lawsuits per se, but um, a lot of sell-offs. I would even go as far as lawsuits because I, I mean, like with a constructive obligation or rather some sort of an expectation hmm. that, uh, or obviously it's it's an indirect uh, play in terms of is 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 this like a binding contract? But hmm. I think you're gonna get some chancing shareholder who's <laughs> actually gonna take these people to court. Okay, they tried to do that with Taking Shell. Chances. Yeah, yeah. They, they tried to do that with Shell during COVID. Hmm. Um, and 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 I don't, I won't be surprised. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but like hmm. if it if something like that should happen, hmm. uh, God forbid. But if something like that should happen, I'm not gonna say, oh, this is such a surprise. Hmm. Yeah. Um, have you sold any? Um, nope. Or are you planning on selling any? No, no not currently. Mm. Um, obviously, this is a, not a sprint. Mm. This is a nice, slow, steady jog. Um, so once something fundamentally changes, mm. then I'll then I'll think about selling. But mm. I'll mention it on the Investment Candle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you? In, I actually sold Nespers. You sold this <laughs> about guy? About a month ago. <laughs> that's what I was interested. I'm like, this guy is buying. I'm selling yeah. Nespers, so that's quite interesting. Okay, you know? that's quite interesting. So someone yeah. believes in Nespers. Yeah. I am saying, look, I'm done with Nespers. A portion of my money, I need it back. Okay, I didn't sell out of it completely. completely. Yeah. So I'm just uh, just a portion of it. Cool. But just to wrap it up, right? Yes. Um, do you think what we discussed, right? It's um. Is it too detailed for people to actually do? Or is it something that you, I know you speak about the intelligent, uh, the intelligent journalist. Generalist, yeah. Do you think this is something in the ballpark of the intelligent journalist? Yes, I think it is. Mm. Um, you know, I can I can spew things such as constructive obligation and all mm. that, um, PE ratios. Mm. But, but, you know, you always like hold me accountable and saying mm. that what is that mm. or whether if you say something and i say what is that can you explain that to our viewers and listeners yeah we try our best um to break it down as simple as possible mm. not only do we try our best to break it down as simple as possible mm. but we're doing it with you mm. we are investing as we are speaking mm. we are investing mm. we're not just speaking mm. uh you're seeing with the portfolio check um mm. and next portfolio check is even going to be better it's going to be simpler mm. as we grow we are going to get more simpler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is right up the alley of the intelligent generalist. Yes. You? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think mm. this is something that, you know, anybody, if they want to make an investment, because remember, at the end of the day, this is your money you're putting with. Yes, correct. Then you should be able to know exactly what you're investing on, right? This is why I don't invest in Bitcoin, because I don't understand it. <laughs> but we will have sessions where we'll talk about all these other alternative investments, right? Um, but that's that was just the a, a point to say I don't invest in something that I don't understand. Me too. Right. There's just no way. If I don't understand it, I can't put my money in it. There's absolutely right? no chance. And it's the same way if you want to invest in the stock market. And you want to invest in a certain company, spend a little time to actually understand what the company does and who the people are going to manage your money. 100%. Because that's basically it, right? If I'm putting money on on, on ShopRite, yeah. whatever those guys do, it's going to drive up or down my money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, good chat, man. And um, I'd like to say thank you so much uh, to um, our investment candle uh, subscribers. Please like, comment. And out of this discussion, I want you guys to actually 
share your thoughts on the comment section. Challenge us. Challenge us on what you think. And mm. also questions, please. Reach out to our social yes. medias. Send questions that we can deal with. In the next episode, I think we'll have a first few questions that we can discuss that yeah. people have asked because I believe that we've covered a lot of ground in this one. Yeah, we have. We have. But other than that, from Nico and I, thank you very much and uh, have a blessed one. Awesome. Cheers, Cheers guys.